with that which our soul needs in the name of Jesus. We ask, Father, that you would feed us with your seed tonight. We give seed to the sower, bread to the eater in the name of Jesus. Father, cause our soul to drink out of your life, out of your blood tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask, Father, that you will drench us, Father, that you will take us deeper in you, in your love, in your words. Father, Lord, that tonight you would put us further in your wine, in your spirit, in the name of Jesus. Father, we are asking, Father, for an overflow of your life. Father, let it come afresh upon us tonight in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we pray for help. Help us tonight. Help us, Father. Help us, Father. Help us again tonight to align with you, to drink of you afresh. Father, cause our soul to drink and to drink of your life again tonight. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayer. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We pray na 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 no shifa na ta ta masi sofia ta kind ta kai ta finamata e prazeta fanamata e masoto fanamata e mata e mata e mata masi sefete keriata vada moshita bariata e braza fana kaha mataba na hata mahata mahata vesita fana e prosita fena masi tefena moshita bariata kana. Hempresto, 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 fina. Emasata, venehata, hemahata, 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 vanito fana hata. Eprosata vana. Eprasa fita kama, kapura fesima. Presto zoi, nehila maita kind, kima kind, 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 kind. Eprosota kind, ama kind, kafina kind. Eprata kind. 
Fessi na hai takami 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 Oh my heart takama takima takama takima 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 I'm a call you. I'm calling you to come eat. Come and come and eat. Come and eat me. Come and eat me. Eat me. Eat me. Come and eat me. Oh, my sister, I'm your portion. I'm your portion. Eat me. Eat me. I'm your portion. Eat me. I'm your portion. I am your portion. I am your portion. I'm your portion. I'm for you. I'm for you. Come eat me. Come take me. Come take me. Come take me. I have come to give you myself. I've come to give you myself. Take me. 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 Come. Come take. Come and take. Come and take. Come and take. Come and take. Take me. Take me. Take me. Oh, my heart of the motor come a call you. You must have got him a call. You to call for you. Call for you. Calling you. Oh, I'm calling you to my city vicaria. Perhaps a fair. Oh, calling you to, to where I am. I'm calling you to where I am. I'm calling you to my place. I'm calling you to my world. It's my world I'm calling you into. I'm calling you into, into a world. A world of joy. A world of pleasure. I'm calling you into my world, my world full of joy, full of pleasure. I'm calling you. I'm calling you into my world. I call you to, to come, to come and eat, to come and eat, to come and eat, to come and eat. The prostrate of Eat me, eat me, eat me, eat me. Take of me and eat it. Partake of me, partake of me. The prostrate the prostrate Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you, Father, for, for mercy tonight. For calling us to your table. Calling us to your table. Thank you, Father, for calling us to your table. Oh, Vasiti Vedemushita Vedemushita. Imaziti Vedemushita Kara Dabozeti Vedemushita Kara Basiti Vedemushita Pa. Presutu Vodemushita Kena Vasiti. Emprozata Kahetu Vashita Kuma. Presuto vede moshite vene hatakata. E prosite vene moshite barikata vene. Zeto vede moshite kariata. Pane moto parikata vete boshino. Thank you, Father. Give you all the praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, I welcome everyone here tonight. Hi. Say hi to your neighbor. Good evening, neighbor. I'm happy to see you. Uh, amen. Welcome, everyone, here tonight. Um, it's good to see our faces. And uh, 
Mada Unjoku. Good to see you tonight. Good to see your face. Uh, I'm just blessed just looking at you and just smiling there. <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much for making it out here tonight. Uh, amen. Amen. And I uh, welcome Sanami. Welcome here tonight. Amen. Uh, and I welcome my lovely wife. Amen. amen. I hope we are blessed to be here. Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, I, I find uh, just a direction in my heart and just more towards um, fellowship. And I know on Tuesday that's the area that we kind of settle in a bit. Mm. Amen. Um, it is good to understand what fellowship is for. And, mm. and just going from the, the tongue and interpretation that came, and I'm seeing the Lord talking about the table, setting mm. the table. And truly, when, when they talk about the table, they're talking about a table of fellowship. Mm. When you have a table, what you have is people feasting and eating. Amen. Um, when you have a table, you have bread, you have wine, and then you have people fellowshipping on the table, which means the table of the Lord actually is a table of fellowship. Um, it, it takes fellowship to partake of his table. Amen. Mm. Praise the Lord. Uh, many of us, and I don't want to speak too, too much of a, maybe something that we don't understand. You know, when we talk about table, Right, it's you know, not. I'm not talking about something. So just you know the scripture, especially the Lord likes you know uses analogies, uses uh, metaphors to speak of things, and also we can see example of things in real life to look at things in the scripture. Amen. Yeah. And one of the things that I just find the Lord you know pointing to us is a desire in His heart for to begin to fellowship with you and me. Yeah. I just see a desire to take us deeper mm. into fellowship. Um, mm. uh, and fellowship uh, is, a, is a key, is a key uh, building that every believer should have. Amen. Amen. And because fellowship has different phases to it. Amen. Amen. The beginning of fellowship really is when we get born again. When we get born again, the first thing we start, well, what, what we... The, all the activities around uh, a believer for the purpose of um, getting rooted in the faith. You know, the purpose of rooting a believer in the faith is not just because they have uh, received something crazy that they want to go. It's not indoctrination. It's pretty much raising a soul, building us up in the way of the Lord, right? Bringing us the, 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 true, the, true, the, tr the true focus, right, of all the things that we began to do when we get born again is really to begin to put us up, to begin to move us into the world where God dwells. Mm. Amen. How many of us know that the world where God dwells is different from our own world? You know, this world we are too, we, where we are is, is too far from Him. Amen. Mm. The world where we dwell is too, the world that is real to us like this every day. How many of us know that our work is very real more than the, mm. the Lord is to us? Amen. Uh, and it's not meant to be so. Right? The Lord ought to be more real than anything else in the world, anything else. So the Lord wants to take us, bring us from where we are into his own world, just to make sure that we can partake of his life. Amen. Amen. Uh, what the Lord gives 
Uh, I know this this whole thing about God's life. We've been we've been talking about it uh, specifically, right? And I believe that's it, it, the, what we are talking about is still in that realm, right? When it comes to uh, feasting on the table of the Lord and also uh, partaking of Him. When you say uh, you know, from that, uh, what I can pick from that tongue is say, "Eat me. I, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm here." Right? He say, "Eat of me." So meaning that there's something we ought to partake of Him, right? And this is what the Lord said when he was on the is it is it uh, on the on the Last Supper says he said to the disciples he says this is my body broken for you said this is my then he said this is my blood in the New Testament right mm-hmm. this is my blood in the New Testament which is broken for you mm-hmm. so the body is broken for you then this is my blood said drink it eat it right and do this in remembrance of me. Amen. And the purpose of that remembrance and continue doing it is 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 almost telling us something. Uh, even though there is a there's a physical meaning to that, right? But there's a spiritual meaning to what we do physically, right? Where we you know partake of the flesh and blood because they do this and we all share communion you know, from time to time. But there's also a spiritual implication of that. Really, what every believer should be doing is really to eat in the Lord. I mean, it may sound. No, we are not. Of course, we are not cannibals and eating your flesh. <laughs> Remember, there's what that connotes in the spirit. Eating the Lord is really means partaking of Him. And how do you partake of Him? It's by receiving His life, right? There's no way you can partake of the Lord, because what 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 partake of me really means simply means partake of what I have. Right, so partake of what I have, and if we begin to look into the Lord, what He has is life, amen. What He has is what is life, and we've been talking about how important the life of God is, right, amen. And this aspect of fellowship, right, is very is is is. I want us to get it because it's key. It's a posture, right, that every believer should have. And, and like I was saying, it begins when we really get born again. Anybody that gets born again and does not start fellowship, what begins to happen is that they, they really, really won't have what it takes to really partake of the Lord. Why? Because there won't be desire. There won't be movement within our members towards the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's the word. There won't be appetite. Amen. But that's when we begin to, that's the reason for fellowship. You know, when we begin to fellowship, we begin to have hunger, depth. You know, you know, there are hungers we don't even know that we need. And the spiritual things, it's not like the physical, when we are hungry. You know, there's a way which is like, it's just our body that tells us that you are hungry, and just go and eat. In the spirit, they can help boost us like that sometimes. But sometimes they may not go that route. Amen. Amen. The reason is because the, the way, the, the the, the spirit is, the, is, 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 is set in such a way that it makes room for growth. Amen. Amen. It is growth that the Lord is looking for. So what happens is it begins from the beginning to grow us little by little. Amen. Amen. And to begin to grow uh, in fellowship. So where does fellowship start? It starts from just our daily you know, reading our Bible, you know, fellowship, praying. Uh, you know, that's that's a form of fellowship, right? That's, or let me put it this way, that's actually the beginning of the relationship between a believer. 
Right, you now realize that what we begin to do, that what we begin to see is that we begin to move further and further into, um, into the realm where God dwells. Let me just put it that way. First, what God, what God does is, is, is to take our gaze of the natural and then begin to move us into the spiritual. Amen. So that we can begin to fetch things from there. Amen. Let, let's just read, just um, because of time, uh, I will just read. First John chapter one, chapter one. Now read from verse one. First John. Yes, first John chapter one, verse one. I read and it says, "That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon." And our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. See, and these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. Amen. Amen. It says, This then is the message which we have heard of Him and declared unto you, that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. Amen. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Amen. Amen. Now, when we read this scripture, uh, I guess I'll just, go, I'll just flow from, from this scripture generally. When we read this scripture, there are things we see here, right? And you see that John talks a lot about fellowship, and then he began to talk about sin, right? Now, let me let me just quickly you know draw back a bit and you know just I don't know just maybe if I can establish this or not I know maybe all the time I, I say this but it's just that it's important to just maybe uh, reiterate you know when we begin to learn things concerning the life of God especially during the teaching series we begin to see how important the life of God is right uh, where we know that the life of God is something that is foreign to believers right. The life of God is not something that people have by default. In short, the life that we have and how we live is not, is not something that, can, that we can pattern after the life of God. Amen. And the reason is because an enemy had, had done something to the work that God has set in the believer. Or in a in man. Let me just put that way. In man. Because we get to the point of believer, that's another another journey, right? We get to that point. 
But we are all, uh, human, let's say, humans on earth. Adam was the first man, right? In the beginning, he was in the garden, right? What God called him for in the garden was mainly to begin to fellowship for the purpose of gaining life. Amen. So what Adam had in the garden really is the is fellowship with God. So when uh, Adam, or when, when God comes to the garden and he calls on Adam, 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 where are you? Right? What Adam begins, ah, the Lord is calling. Then Adam will begin to go. Then they begin to gist. Right? And really, what do they do? They just gist. They talk. Right? But what they were saying to each other is really to spend time with one another, to talk one to another for the purpose of transferring life. Amen. So, Adam is not, Adam does not have a life of its own. He couldn't have a life of its own because he did create himself. Right? Now, God created Adam. God knows what Adam needed. Right? So, because God knows what Adam needed, then the fellowship is for the provision of what Adam need in the garden. Now, God knows that Adam needs what God, let me put this, what God promised Adam really is life. So imagine that God created Adam. You know, all of us, we used to say, oh, Adam, Adam the Great, right? Uh, what is Adam the Great? Because of, you know, he was in the garden, of course. And we know the kind of life that was inside of him. Now, how do we begin to see the kind of life that was inside of him? Are the things he was able to do? How? After God created the heavens and the earth and he created Adam, and I told him, and I brought all the animals to him. He said, name the animals. Right? And then he looked at every animal and he then began to name them. And whatever he called them, that was their name. Now, what that tells us is that inside Adam is all the judgment. Right? Required to name an animal. And we know that what judgment is really, you know, according to scripture, is life. Abby, yeah. I don't know if you can remember. When we talk about judgment, meaning arriving at uh, a conclusion, a matter, or, or, or the way it was explained, when a computer, right, you give a computer something to do, right, or what makes a computer run, what is running the computer are programs, is a law, is a code. Mm-hmm. Now that law is what we... Is that law that determines what the computer will do? Whenever you give a computer an input, it will take it, you will not check inside of him which law is meant to process this information. Then you will take it, process it, and then deliver it to you and give you an answer. No matter what you do to the computer, no matter what you throw to it, it will not do outside what is already written inside of that computer, right? To process that information, right? However, it is possible to change the code, right? It's possible to change the way the computer functions, right? So we can now, we're now liking all the set of instructions inside of a computer as, all the, as codes and laws, right? And those laws are what they call life, right? That's the life. We're just liking life to that. So we're not talking about what is the life of God. We're talking about just life of God is a set of laws or instructions on how to live. That, that that's clear, right? On how to live. So, meaning that every man have how they should live their life. 
right? Every man have how they should behave. Every man have how they should respond to things. Amen. Amen. Now, what now, and we learned from the beginning, right, that when Adam sinned, right, or the moment he took of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, the the set of something happened to the set of instruction inside of him. Right. Now just setting a, a base here that even before then he had a life, right? Strong enough to name animals. Inside of him, just as I was explaining computers, inside of him is all the life information, instruction, code needed to execute judgment, right? To name an animal. Which means there's life inside of him. And that life is the life God put there. Because really, it's God that named animals. If that makes sense, right? It's God that will name the animals. But God didn't do it. God gave Adam the job to do. It means that God has set... God couldn't give him a task he can't do. Right? So God has set inside of him all the all life information needed to name every animal. So Adam had life in him. He was not lifeless. Right, and we begin to see that when God made him, right, God made uh, God made him a living soul. And how did he do it? He breathed, gave the breath, breathed the breath of life into him. Right, his breath is what he used to install his life inside Adam. But the life that he installed is not the is not the ultimate life. Right? You know that's not the ultimate life. But there is a, the, there's another life that God promised him, which was in that tree of, uh, of life that was planted in the midst of the garden. Now, they call it tree of life. So, if Adam have life, Adam is tree of life, does that mean that there's Adam's life, or let me put it there, does that mean that Adam does not have life? No, he has life. It just means that the life in that tree is different from the life that he has. Which means that he needed some more growth or he needed some more learning to be able to take of the fruit of the tree of life. Amen. And we know that obviously he can't partake of that tree as it is. If he could, by the time he was planted in the garden, he would have taken of the tree and begin to eat it. But we know that that's not how the tree grows. The tree actually has a manner. It doesn't just bear fruit. It bears 12 manner of fruit, one of every season. It means that there's an allocation of season. Right? There's an allocation of season of fruit bearing, let me put that way, and him eating out of the fruit. Why? Because the tree, you know, trees don't just produce fruit. It means that if a tree will produce a fruit, it has to be in its season, mm-hmm. right? So, for example, now, uh, I don't know many of us used to eat almond almond fruit. Back in Nigeria, I used to eat it. And one of the things that is, that is uh, common is that there's a season for it. When we are going to school, there's, a, there's an almond tree on, my, on our path to school. So, as we are going, every time we'll be checking. Is it, but we also, apart from that, we also even know there's a particular time of the year that that fruit will come out. If you go to it during Amata, you will not find anything. It's almost during summer, right, that you will begin to see, well, summer here, but in Nigeria, I know it's pretty much June, July, there about. That's when we begin to see the fruit grow 
from the tree. And when it's grow, we have to wait for it to be ripe. The one is right there will not begin to pluck the fruit. In short, sometimes when we are coming, people living around them and have taken a lot out of the tree before we get there. So we'll not begin to make sure that whatever is left, right, we'll take it and we'll pluck as much as possible before we go because you may come back the next day and you won't find anything on that tree. And the funny thing about that is that not the all the fruits don't grow at the same time. All the fruits don't ripen the same time. That's what makes it sufficient for everybody. Because if it's going to be wrapped at the same time, it means that once one person just get there, they just pack everything and go. You know that when it's, 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 uh, some is ripe right now, they will take it and go. There's still some there that is still trying to go. Then we'll be waiting, 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 waiting. By the time the next one arrives, and maybe we just get to just get to get to be our point. Ah, we pluck and leave, and each time we keep checking, we keep checking. I'm just using that the same sense to explain that tree don't just bear fruit all the time. There's a season for it. Now, according to the uh, the time that the scripture gave, right? It says that it bears the tree of life bears fruit in its season. But or every once every month, it just means it bears within this season, right? Of course, it's not our own calendar month. Of course, we can use it now. But if we use our calendar month, it means it takes a whole year to eat all the fruit in that tree. It just means that there are seasons and times allocated for eating, which means that by the time Adam was in the garden, there are things he needed to do in preparation to be able to eat out of that tree. What was imp- what 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 the determining factor? For Adam to partake of, or for the tree to bear fruit and Adam to eat of it is actually pertaining to the kind of learning Adam has come under. Mm. That's the reason for the fellowship in the garden. Is to grow Adam for God and Adam to rob mind. And if there's a transfer, then how you know that there's a transfer is that a fruit will grow and then he will eat it. So meaning that God needed to fellowship, talk, transfer life, so that both of them can have, can, let me put it this way, can rub minds together and have the same mind. Adam can't partake of that tree if his mind is different from the mind of God. How the, the, tree, would, the tree can read Adam and tell, are you ready for me? I will, you can say, do you have the mind that God has? Okay, you do. Then it will be a fruit that Adam can partake to inherit a life. So when you go into scripture and you are seeing things that we have the mind of Christ, we have the mind of Christ, you know, that's not the main focus today, but just to look at this sense to also interpret those scriptures, you don't realize that having the mind of Christ or having the mind of God is not just about cramming scriptures and, uh, okay, oh, oh, the scripture says this. Of course, you know, there's, there's that aspect of that, but it's not just about that. Having the mind of Christ has a lot to do with the deposit of life. Why? Because when you talk about the, the soul of a man, there is two, you can, you can convert the soul into two main compartments, the mind and the heart. The mind and the heart. So when you say have the mind of Christ, is for a purpose because the mind in itself is not the whole game. You have the heart. And the purpose of... The, 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 or let me say the work is for things to journey from the mind to the heart. So where things, where work begins is they begin to affect the mind. They begin to change the mind. Okay, can you think differently? Amen. 
So when they begin to raise us, and then we begin to come, it, why you know you have the life of God, really, or you are beginning to come into some li- the life of God, is that you begin to see a different way of thinking, of seeing things, of judgment, a different mind. When you say different mind, it means you don't think, you know, a mind is what you used to think. Right? You know, the, the mind is not the brain, as we've learned. Right? The mind is not the brain. It's just, the, the mind is the upper part of the soul, which can interface with the brain, and then use the brain to think. So, but there's something that fuels the mind itself. It's not the brain. Something, something actually talks to the mind. Amen. Oh, am I? Ah, okay. So, what, what, uh, what talks to the mind, right? A spirit, as we know. A spirit. Okay, amen. amen. So, one thing is important is that there must be transfer of spirit of God, or the life of God into the soul. True mind, true communion, true fellowship. Amen. But let me just quickly move further because of time. So, we know that Adam was in the garden, right? And he was fellowshipping in the garden. And then he fell. Amen. Amen. And the moment he fell, something happened to the life that was inside of him. Right? Which, you know, and of course, by the time he fell, there were, he, he, has not, he didn't partake yet of the tree of life. Right? And the moment he fell, God said, yeah, quickly, take him out of the garden. Lest he put his hand on the fruit, right? Which of, of the tree of life and eat it and bear what? And die forever. Pretty much, what God was preventing is an irredeemable man or a beast. Because the moment Adam, with what that fruit of knowledge of good and evil that he ate, if he should put his hand on the tree of life, that's it. There's no more redemption. Nobody's going to come and Jesus will not come and die because you, man can never be redeemed at that point. What that begin to happen is that sin entered into the world by one man. And this is our problem up until today. Now, when you say sin, I want to ask us, what is sin? Amen. So, this is more like an interaction. Now. So, what is sin? Let us, let us define sin. So, what is sin? I know, I, know, I know we know too much about sin by now, so just a quick question to that. Right? The world that is not of God. It is the, the life that is not of God. That's a good definition also. It is the life that is not of God. Amen. Sin is sin I'm trying to use scripture to define it now. There are many definitions in scripture. The first one that is clear and fast and quick is one in Genesis 2. Say anything that is not of faith is sin. So whatever is not of faith is sin. So, of course, when you hear that, I don't, I don't know why our mind, when we hear sin, the first thing that goes is all those um, Ten Commandments. That if you sin against the Ten Commandments, you have sinned. But um, really, that's, that is not necessarily what they call sin. Right, the scripture defines sin as anything out, out of faith, 
anything out of it is sin. So that tells you that sin has nothing to do with all those. Well, let me not say has to do the ten of man is just revealing sin in a way, or the effect of sin. What sin is is a wisdom. Sin, pretty much, is just another way to live. Another way to live apart from the life of God. Sin is a giver of life. Right? Sin is also a giver of life. The life that sin gives is called death. Simple. No, not when we hear death, you'll be thinking, ah, absence. death is not really absence of life. Death is actually the presence of another life within the soul. Amen. So let's just move further because of time. Uh, we know that the moment Adam took of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, what happened is that death or sin entered into man. And we now realize that sin is a big problem that is difficult to solve. Amen. Why? Because sin is not, it's not the life of man. Sin is the life of an angel. A fallen angel. An angel that killed angels in the heaven. Took them, slayed them, caused them to revolt. That's the kind of, that's, the, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's who actually brought forth sin. It's the life of an angel. A fallen angel. So, what is the sin? Sin is the life of Satan. A, a wisdom of living. Which is against the wisdom of living that God has. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we see here. uh, I'm just explaining this just to give us insight into the issue of sin. Amen. And why we need it. Now sin is what is running life today. Amen. Sin is what gives men ambition. Sin is what makes us think the way we think concerning God. Sin is what makes us assume what God wants. Sin is what makes us, makes us assume God's righteousness. Amen. Amen. Sin is what makes us to elevate the natural more than the spiritual. Sin is what gives us pleasure in the natural, even though it is temporary, that to have pleasure in the sight of God. Amen. Mm-hmm. Now, and nobody can use sin to can you sin and live what we are really whatever wants to deliver us from eh, is two things so in this world everything we are doing everything we use our life for there's what we are gaining either we are gaining life or we are gaining death there's one thing that god wants to deliver us from is two things is sin and death it's not just one thing. It's two. It's sin and death. But they all, both sin and death, fountain from the same life source. Amen. And that's what God wants to to deliver us from. Like I was saying, Amen. Okay. I think uh, I've tried a bit, and I'll just I'll just try and uh, bring this to. Well, I'll I'll try and speed up a bit, and then maybe wrap up. Uh, I see. I will wrap up, but God will help. Amen. <clears throat> but let me just continue to um, flow in that direction. Amen. So let's let me, uh, uh, I've explained the aspect of sin 
a bit, right? Uh, and I'll see that the answer to sin, right, is also life. That is why um, God now began to make provision, right, for the giving of his life. Now, what was the promise in the beginning? It is life, right? Which God created Adam. He gave him a promise, which is life. And John began to talk about that to us in the book of First John, uh, First John as well, right? Uh, when he said, this is the promise he had promised us, even eternal life. Now, what is the promise God has promised you and me? There is no other promise. No, you, may, you can find all kinds of promise that every man is claiming today, right? That you and I are claiming. We can claim God promised us husband. We can claim God promised us wives. We can pray, pray God promised us car, house, money. All those things are not what God promised. All those things are not God's promises to you and me. Now, in short, God calls them other things. Right? No, God's concern and God's desire is not other things. All he said is, all other things shall be said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his right and its righteousness. Right? And all other things shall be added unto you. He says, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, I like that particular, maybe I can just quickly read it. Uh, Because of because uh, of time, but I read it. Uh, Matthew chapter five. Ah, huh? you six? I always go to five. Mm-mm-mm. Oh yes, Matthew six, uh, verse thirty-three. So, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, right? And I wanted to point that the reason I wanted to read it, right, is because when you think of this scripture, do you think the righteousness that they're talking about here, or do you think that the kingdom that they're talking about here is a person? I don't think we do so. Why? Because our idea of our idea of kingdom is also warped. Why? Kingdom is not just a land. That they, this kingdom that they're talking about is the kingdom of God. You know, the first thing that comes to mind is heaven. And when you think of heaven, you think of a land where you know, all kinds of just land full of houses that they are building, you know, mansions. And, you know, I go to pray where I, I, my father has many mansions. And you think that that mansion is your, is your, is your own mansion. That should tell us how our mind is so warped. Say, you know, my father has many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. Did he say go to prepare a mansion for you? The scripture never said go to prepare a mansion. We shall somehow, somehow come with, we came up with ideas that the kingdom of God is a land in heaven full of mansions where everybody will have their own allocation. Some have three three story building mansion. Some has one story. Some has a duplex. Some has a flat. Eh? Some are sharing. If you are in Canada, you have two bedroom. Some are sharing yeah, side by side. Yeah. Some have the third garage. It's not like that. So it's a, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And as, they didn't say it's as if it's a thing. They talk about it as his because it is a person. The kingdom, when talk about the kingdom of God, you'll be so shocked that the kingdom of God is actually God. So when you're not talking about the kingdom of God, 
the, the, the summary of the kingdom of God is, is, is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Right? Right? Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. <laughs> the summary right? that was. T- t- <laughs> but it's, also, it's a scripture, right? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. When I look at these things, they are things that a person can actually give to a soul. Righteousness is not a thing, it's a life. Peace is not a thing, it's a life. All these things, when I say, is in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Joy itself is not a, it's not, it's not a feeling that you and I have that they talk about. It's actually a life. A life. So I want to talk about the life, it's the life of a person. Right? So they are talking about the kingdom of God as, as life. That's just what I want to bring out here. Kingdom of God is life. It's not a thing. It's life. It's not the way men think kingdom. It's not the way men will assume a, what a kingdom. You know, if a man wants to think what a kingdom is, he will think just holding one big land, one big space, right? Oh, this is our kingdom. That's land. Now, if you want to talk about maybe a man owning uh, a kingdom, you know, there's a way we've separated kingdom into different places. You can have land, right? That's when you're taking lands and physical spaces. You can also have dominion in the business world. You, know, you can say we are, we, are, we are prospering the kingdom in the business world. You, can, you are putting kingdom in different things that men carry. And, and the funny thing is that it's not God. All those things that we are carrying kingdom into has nothing to do with the life of God. Business, where did it come from? You know business, well, this one now, I'll say it. No business, but I, I put a caveat. No business is not God's idea. Any kind of business is not God's idea. Money is not God's business. It's not God's idea. So when you say what kind of business? You know business is a life. It's, it's, it's not just what you do. Now, does that mean you can't do business? No, you can't do business. Now, because there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a way to do it. It's not just, there's a way the world does business. There's a way God does business. To know how God does business, you have to run business the way God runs business. How do God run business? First of all, look at how he does the business of life. Simple. But when you talk about in, innovations, when you think about um, what men call prosperity, all those things are not God's idea. They are actually, they are actually the, the cost life. How? When Adam was in the garden, he didn't need to work. Right? He doesn't need to do business. He didn't need to do business. He didn't need to go and look for money. Money was not his problem. In short, everything that was actually made available for him. The moment man fell, what, what did he fall from? They say he fell from grace. Okay. What's that? That grace, what is it? Really, it's life. How? Somebody that does not need to work where things are made for him fell to the point where it now had to begin to do work. It will tell us that something has dropped in that, in that mind. Something has fallen. It's actually the mind that, it's the, it's the life in the mind that fell. The result of that is also the mind, the life in the mind falling. Why? The way he thinks is different. The moment it partook, then what did he notice? He noticed that he was naked. Ah! What was the first thing that happened to him? He was to invent clothes. See what we are, all of us, not all of us are wearing is <laughs> a wisdom out of the cost life. But rather than we walk in again, no, we're <laughs> But 
what if I'm just saying that there are things that came out of this did somebody just decide to make clothes out of how they've how they felt about the love of God. They were just thinking about so much about the love of God and the life of God that the first thing that just came to their mind was ah clothes. I have a revelation of clothes today. Oh everybody, wear clothes. No. It didn't come that way. How did he come? Adam noticed he was naked. He clothed. He didn't even do it right. He saw it still fig leaves. That was that was his mind. That's what his mind could get. But when God came, he said, No, 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 no. You don't wear fig leaves. God took away fig leaves. And what killed animal took the skin and gave them to wear. You realize that God also has wisdom of wearings and clothes. It's not that it's not that okay. Uh, 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 Adam has invented clothes. God, there's a wisdom of clothes. In short, Adam had a clothing before he became, before he noticed he was naked. It is the fall that took off the cloth from him. The moment he fell, it's almost like he just put on the cloth. Say, God, take your cloth, and then what happened? He realized that he was naked. Then he now had to sew. That was, that's the that's where invention come, came from. So everybody that is beginning to invent everything or invent phone, invent, and that's the funny thing. Every invention is killing the earth. Do you know that? Do you know that every invention is plunging the earth. If you, this phone, if you know how much, if you know how much plunged has happened to the earth to get this phone, you will wonder. And they are, they are creating new phones every year. It means new material is needed. Yeah. So all of the material they are using to make it, they need to they need to plunge the heart. They need to break mine. You know what these things? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all of us are not shouting about global warming. <laughs> In short, the resources on the earth was not really for, for men to plunge. That's the truth of the matter. The resources on the earth is not actually for men to begin to live off all. In short, we're meant to live in Eden, in paradise, where things are available. You don't need a you don't need a phone. Do you know what they used to? You don't, do you know what they used to make phone calls? But do you know there's phone in Eden. I don't think so. Do you know there's phone? In short, the first the first phone. That me I know was needed. How? The moment he, this is even after the fall, God came into the garden. Then what happened? Adam, where are you? Said I. Then you heard yourself. What happened? Say I heard your voice walking in the garden. Okay. How did he hear the voice? He had a phone call. The moment God called him, that's a phone call. Just that now we are so we are so. <laughs> We are so low. Mm-hmm. We are so low. Not that this thing is low. It's lowness. It's because of it's because of being low. Mm-hmm. I, do, I can. There's another phone call in the spirit. There's another phone in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Eh? Is is the same way God called Adam. Is a way. Is a way of talking in the spirit. If, I, if an angel appear to you, me and me now, he may not open his mouth and he can talk to you. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is just think. He still he can think to you. You too, you can. You show, let me know. That is not too far. Being That's even too far from that one. I'm even making it very, 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 very. Uh, okay, let's make it simple. Do you know that what you are hearing, thoughts, 
that you hear is a phone call. Spirits are talking to you. You are hearing them. Exactly. And it's so funny. It's, you know, you don't have to. I don't think about this, the spirit realm. You, they don't have to take play to join you. If you live here, go to Nigeria, no spirit can follow you there. Mm-hmm. Why is a spirit both good and bad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, angel can. Imagine how the angel, you know, the. the I don't know how to put it, but do you know the, how fast angels are? Do you know that the, the see you flying and the angel following you? Do you know that it is actually long suffering for the angel? <laughs> Why? Because the angel actually is maybe you know you know you all have angels. <laughs> they have to follow you wherever you are going. As they are following, <laughs> as they are following, they have to, the way that you are walking is how they are walking by, by your side. If you take 20 minutes to walk from here to maybe let's say a junction there, they also will take 20 minutes. Do you know that? But you know that their speed is faster than that. Angels are faster than the speed of light. An angel can travel the earth in an instant, but faster than an instant. But I'm just using that as an example. For example, you know, Flash. I don't even know what's watch Flash. Flash can go around the earth in like maybe a second or two. two, a second or two. Two seconds or so, two point something seconds, you can go around the earth. An angel is faster than that. Two seconds is too slow for an angel. Uh-huh. So, when an angel is following us and then we have to travel from Nigeria to Canada or Canada to Nigeria, we are suffering them because they need to go with you and stay. If it is 12 hours in, 12 hours in the flight, they have to stay there. Everybody, if, if, if only if everybody knows the amount of weight a plane is carrying. And here's the funny thing. <laughs> not only angels that is on the plane. There are both angels and demons everywhere. So, some people carry angel cup, some people carry demon. <laughs> and everybody's everybody's body player flying. Right? Amen. Amen. Let me let me quickly move forward because of time. I've spoken about uh Angels enough. And I've, I've, spoken, I've spoken about the speed. But all I'm saying, right, is that in the realm of the spirit, you have a phone call. They, 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 can, they, they talk, they speak. And, and it does not need this thing that plunge the earth. It is the cost life, right, that makes men to begin to plunge the earth, to begin to uh, do the, the cost life. What God told uh, Adam, he said, it's out of the sweat and labor. Will he what? Will he toy? Right? Will he will he uh toy the ground? Till the ground. Till the, 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 the ground will not yield to him. He will have to walk till the ground. What every time they look for all the gold and silver and bronze that they used to make our phone, they are laboring. Men are laboring, they are, they are what? It's the cost life. You don't realize that inventions, inventions really plunge the earth. So God is not too... God can work with men without invention. Why? Did God work with men when they were using lantern? Yes. Did God work with men when there was no lantern? Yes. It means God is not limited, although God can use it. But God, God does not need this. God does not need advancement. God does not need technology to raise men, to give them his life. 
It was the cause life that bring about all these things. The moment Adam left, right, he started toiling. Then who again came, right? The moment Cain left the presence of God, what did he begin to do? He began to build cities. So the idea of building cities, raising cities, is actually a cost life. Eh? It's a cost life. The inventions of men, the, what am I pointing at? The life that men live is only a cost life. Now, now begin to look at all these inventions and things. Now begin to look at the thing that plague men on earth. The loss of the eyes, the loss of life, and the, the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, and the pride of life. See these three things is what is in the world. This is what men begin to use, or is what sin begin to install in men to make them slaves to the world. What is this world? The world is not just this ball or earth. Part of the world is loving men, loving, uh, having an ambition, loving name. You know when your name, when you see your, when you are walking by. And you see your name on the, you know, you know, you know in the, I don't know how many all of us we have we've been to your home. You know when you have them, you see a beauty called Tache Hall. Maybe, maybe to you, may not be the right thing. Do you know there are some people that walk by, they see Tache Hall, they're like, yes. You know that Tache is the name of a person. Okay. If that person come today and look at that, say, that's my name on the wall. It's a name. Some love it like that. It may not for you and me may not be like that, maybe something else. Where when people see it, they want them to see you. They, they want you want your name to be mentioned. Maybe when you see, they see your car drive by, you want them you want them to see that you drove by. Right? Or maybe you pass a house and then they see oh, that's that is Jude's house. You want them to say that. You know you can be doing things with that with all those things. All those things are what they call the wall is the wall inside the name that make men do that. And how does how he stay there? Lost of life, lost of the eyes, lost of the flesh, pride of life. You know, lost of the eyes, lost of the flesh is not just fornication and adoption and all those things. Lost means love, it's a love for things. Lost means, uh, it's, it's lost is a wrong love for things. Mm-hmm. But you know that word, that word obsessive doesn't even explain it well. You know why? Because when you, the moment you hear obsessive, you'll be like, ah, that's bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to you and me, it doesn't come as obsession. It comes as love. It's to God, no, God knows this and obs- you're obsessing over something wrong. But for you and me, we love it. You don't even know it is wrong. You don't even know it's an obsession. You know there's a way you can think, oh, maybe I'm, oh, if I'm obsessed over this thing, it's lost. Oh, it could be, but it's lost is more than that. Lost is the, you, you, you know the way lost works is lost can get you to set your mind on things, justify it, go after it. When they ask you why you doing this, oh, he tells that you can even have maybe a philanthropist reason to arrange around what you are doing. But really, it's just a love for it. You can maybe you can love name or love money or love being applauded. Different, different. But all these things are just lost. That is, that is what raised the world. Check it. It's inside every name on earth. It's just configured differently. Amen. If you want to know, just is very, it's a, 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 a very easy way to know. This one, please pardon me for all of this example, but it's just a very good example. Is, but uh, this one, I'm not speaking against because you people hear me now. 
the, the easiest way to see it is you see when our parents send us to school and you go to school they already you know especially in nigeria we have a problem there are majorly four professions so that you're a lawyer a doctor a lawyer doctor what's the last lawyer doctor it's one other one engineer lawyer doctor engineer and then the the fourth one like is a joke the fourth one is a what's that they call it they call it like no in nigeria in nigeria, here there's business in nigeria there's only four professions lawyer doctor engineer and uh oh, teacher ah, there's something they call this is a joke i'm not trying to remember the name the, the last one is disgrace <laughs> the last profession is disgrace to pay to disgrace to parents. Meaning that if you are not any of the other three, then nothing you have nothing not in the last any anything else is just a disgrace. Why not? <laughs> maybe now they've added business because of the, the way Nigeria is. Maybe there's now five. Engineer then maybe they added business. So if you're doing business awesome, if you're not doing business now, maybe the fifth one is now disgrace. Amen. Now, what, what, what sets that mind? And that joke is true because you can see it in the heart of every parent. When they are sending you to school, they want you to become a lawyer, a doctor. There's something they are looking for. Is that when, they, when you graduate and they say, I have a son, he's a lawyer in Canada. That is, that thing is a, is a pride. They wanted, they would, if you now decide you are not going to be any of that, they, the first thing they will do, ah, what do you mean? Ah, ah, no, yeah, and that is why many many students in Canada have problem mm-hmm. because they came here to do what they pray. What they do, I think they say they don't love it, mm-hmm. and their pressure is coming, and then they are feeling, and then everybody's wondering ah, what is going on. Mm-hmm. It's pressure. Mm-hmm. Why? Because somebody wants a name. Now I'm not saying against pray, but it's just what is is what the world has raised in generations. If you if you find generation that doesn't go that way, it's a great blessing. Mm-hmm. That there are things that is installed. That the world, for example, you know when, for example, now you may not be married, and at, at when a certain age is clocking, parents will be wondering, ah, you're not going to get what is talking that? Okay, who set the clock that this time and this year you was married? And the moment you marry, it is a thing of pride. My my son or my daughter is married, but what is there? In short, they are say, uh, you can be married and and still have life, and you may be single and still have life. Amen. So there's no there's no rush into things. Amen. So there are all those things. When we want to now make, make there's something wrong to getting married though. I'm just saying. Right? When we now want to what you are the reason why you're not beginning to move into things. Let's say you do because of marriage, okay. They begin to you know, break laws, begin to break righteousness. Well, that righteousness, you have to know what God's righteousness is, right? Begin to break it. Break it. Just do our own thing. Do why? Because there's something we, we are looking for, and you most likely those things most of the time they come from lust. Maybe okay, I don't want my friend to look at me as not married, or let's say maybe it's a job. I don't want my friend to look at me as I don't have a job. Different things that can be. But God doesn't look at at, at those things. What God is concerned about is is righteousness inside of you. Amen. In short, it is the life of God that comes to a man as righteousness. Amen. So seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I'm, uh, I'm trying to round up now. Oh, wow. Now, 
Of course, we know that God won't tell us to seek seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, right? If men have not stopped seeking. The reason why Jesus was saying that was because the people around him were not seeking the kingdom. Neither were they seeking righteousness. Why? Now, when you talk about the, the receiving of God's life, the first, or what the, 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 I know, I'm, I'm talking from the foundation now, right, because of this teaching series, because there was a lot of explanation there, right, where we, we learned that what the life of God is, all those things I'm explaining again here as well, and we learned that the life of God comes by the Spirit, right, and how the Spirit gives, it comes by the Spirit, and then the Spirit gives righteousness, right, because the righteousness of God is actually the life of God, right? And then it's possible that we can go about seeking our own righteousness because we don't know what God wants. We don't know what God, what, what we can't assume God's righteousness because we don't know it. It has to be revealed by the Spirit, right? And, and we know clearly that righteousness is life. Meaning that if a believer can be in church, can grow, can be doing different things, but have no righteousness, and that righteousness is not what is right in his sight. You know, a believer can be going to church and think, oh, as long as I'm not smoking or drinking, I'm righteous, therefore I'm righteous. But that is our own righteousness. Mm-hmm. How? As God revealed, but what we ought to be living by is the revealed righteousness of God. What, what God has revealed to you that is right according to him. It could still be that don't drink. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we ought to live by revealed righteousness. Now, what am I saying is that the righteousness of God is what is right. And if, it, if, if God said this is right, it means that there, has, there are things, right, that has gone in place to certify it right. I mean, judgment has gone into place. Meaning that what you call righteousness is just life. Right? Because righteousness is, means what is right. And what is right has to go through judgment. And we know that the execution of life or the, 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 the flow of life is the execution of judgment. Right? How? Just using that computer code to explain. Right? What the computer is doing when it receives information, process them, is called execution of judgment. Amen. Praise the Lord. So let me quickly go further. So see the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God is talking about God. So we're just talking about a, a thing. The kingdom of God is not a land, a physical, a, a place that somebody wants to take or heaven. It's not heaven. The kingdom of God is God. Amen. And that says, seek that kingdom, but also seek his righteousness. Then every other thing shall be what? Added to you. Meaning that our focus is not every other thing. What needs to be added? What we need really to seek is the kingdom of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. So the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and we know righteousness is life. Amen. So let me quickly go back to 1 John chapter 1. Amen. So I'm just trying to um, to quickly um, explain a few things so that I can just land on the thought in this first John chapter chapter 1 verse 6. Amen. Now we see that righteousness, right, is the life of God. Now, why do we need righteousness? It's part of what we learned. 
We need right because the reason why we need righteousness is because it is the answer to sin. Amen. So, for example, like we've learned that when we have when there's sin, right? The the way we live, we don't sin. You know, gives us a different life on how to live, right? Gives us a different instruction, a different way of thinking. Even when we, we talk about all those little little things concerning sin, like fornication, adultery, backbiting, you know, uh, what else? Realize that. We don't. We know. Okay, this is bad. But what's the answer, right? We don't have an answer to it. Okay, we can try to maybe set up some measures where we don't do things. But realize that sometimes those things are just like a cage, right? We realize that we still don't have an answer to the problem. Now, what is the answer to sin? We know that the, the answer to sin is righteousness, right? And we can't assume righteousness because we don't know it. It has to be revealed, which is by the Spirit. Amen. And that brings me here. I'm joining back here. Amen. When the righteousness of God is revealed by the Spirit, it means that the, the, the Spirit is key, right, to receiving the righteousness of God. Without the Spirit, it is impossible to know anything about the righteousness of God. Now, for us to come into the learning of righteousness, there has to be, we have to be living inwardly. Amen. Now, we say by the Spirit, right? It is the, the righteousness of God is revealed by the Spirit. Now, if the Spirit would have to reveal the righteousness of God to you and me, it means He has to bring it to you and me by revelation. Now, we now begin to learn that there is, uh, when it comes to the dealing of the Spirit, there are different levels. Amen. Praise the Lord. There are different levels to the ministry of the Spirit. We know that there is the what? The anointing upon and the anointing within. So the Spirit, the way it begins to work and begin to move upon a soul, right? It begins, there is the anointing upon and the anointing within. But the anointing upon, right, is not uh, as, as we've learned, like, ah, because of time I'm rushing a bit. The anointing upon, right, we know that that one, does not have anything to do, right, with the revealing of righteousness. Why? Because before uh, Jesus came, the Holy Spirit has been on the earth, right? And the anointing upon has been used to heal the sick, raise the dead. When Jesus came, he also healed the sick, raised the dead, but that's not the reason why he came. So we know that the anointing upon cannot be upon you and does not have anything to do with the installation of life inside the soul. But we now have what we call the unction, Right? which is the only unction. And we know that the only unction has an inward ministry to a believer. In short, it is when this inward unction begins to work and begins to move, begins to activate in a believer, right, that we, not, we truly begin to move into the world of God, into the world of life. Amen. Amen. So the only unction, we know that we need to be living more and And to be honest, that is really, really where I wanted to center in uh, today. And move towards fellowship. Why? Because it is around the arrangement of the only unction that we can have fellowship. Now, if the love of God has to be revealed by the Spirit, it means that we need more spirit. More spirit. The unction, right, is something that we begin to experience when we are really, really baptized in the Spirit. So when we get born again, you know, we get we keep getting baptized little by little, little by little. It's actually a provision, right, 
for us to grow, to get to be more aware of the Spirit. How a believer should be living is by the Spirit, because it's the Spirit that gives it life, right? If we are not living by the Spirit, it means that every day, every time, as as you navigate the world, if you want to gain a wisdom against this world, what you and I need to live by is the Spirit. We shouldn't throw the Spirit out away as we are going ab- about our day, right? Whereby we just wake up, Holy Spirit, how are you doing? Ah, hi, 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 okay, thank you for waking me up, I'm thank you, and then we we'll quickly do morning devotion, then we are out. And then the Spirit is at the back, not even in the back, the Spirit is in the house, on the couch, and then we we'll go out, we we'll do all kinds of things, work, after we work, we have used our soul to work, 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 eh? Maybe we went out to eat, after eat, finish, all those things, and then we we'll, we'll come back. Holy Spirit that we left on the couch, is still on the couch, we we'll sat down, eat again, watch TV. Holy Spirit is still on the couch. Holy Spirit, I'll see you tomorrow because we are tired. Then we go, we sleep, wake up again. Ah, Holy Spirit, we find only on the couch. Holy Spirit, come, let's let's talk. Now, you now realize that there is no true fellowship in there. We can't we, we can't live like that. And so we have fellowship. Fellowship means communion. Is going on. What's communion? Communion means talking, gisting, having an in-depth talk. Amen. When they when they say two people are communing, it means that they are talking one to another. They are not just it's communion is talking about heartfelt. What's that word? It's, it's talking about heartfelt conversation. conversation. When there's communion, when two people are talking and they are in communion, they reveal each other's heart. They're not just talking from the service. Ah, and then they talk about something they are not doing, right? Ah, okay. I'm going to to work tomorrow too. You are going to work. How's work? Work is fine. Oh, okay, all right, bye. No, they can talk about something deep about them. Oh, I feel sad today. Why? Ah, this this and that is what is making me sad. Have you ever thought of that? Have you ever thought that the Holy Ghost can be sad about certain things concerning you and me? Have you thought about that? That oh. He's not happy about something. Holy Spirit, we don't even consider his feeling. We just go, come back. Thank God, some of us we still have some little, little nudge. Yeah, no, thank God for that. Amen. Because if that is not the one, we'll do things. If that's not, we'll do things, things wrong. Amen. But what we really need to do is to begin to pay attention more to the anointing. The anointing within is a teacher. But the anointing within, which is a teacher, won't arise. That's the, that's the one. They are, they are talking about in First John chapter, chapter two. Um, as, please bear with me as I begin to round up. Round up. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, I read from verse twenty. I read from verse twenty. First John chapter two, verse twenty. So, but ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. I have not written unto you, because ye know not the truth, because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Amen. Mm-hmm. So, say, but ye have an unction from the Holy One. It's called the Holy Unction. And we know that it's not every believer that knows the Holy Unction. Every believer cannot the Holy Spirit. Every believer cannot the Spirit. Right, the Holy Spirit that you know, wakes them up and then they pray every morning and tell them, 
Please take your red shoe, not the black shoe. Today as you are going to work. Every believer can know that Holy Spirit. But it's not every believer that can know the Holy Unction. Why? Because the Holy Unction is, is an inward working of the anointing. It's an inward working of the Holy Spirit. Which is for the ministry of life. Amen. To give life to a soul, the unction should be awake. Why? Because the unction has a specific ministry, which is to teach. Now, when you teach, what do you do? The teaching is for to reconstruct minds. Right? Now, of course, it is by teaching. Here's the secret. Right? Nobody can access God's life without being taught. It is through teaching that we can access God's life. If you wonder, why is, why is the reason for sitting down and teaching about Bible? Why can't I just come and just tell you life of God is in Bible? I take go. Because God says the, the, the scripture tells us that it is through the foolishness of preaching, right, that men shall be saved. And you wonder why did God put it? It's because it is by doctrine. Why? We learned what the way men live is a doctrine, is a teaching. Spirit taught men. If men are going to live it, they have to be retaught, or they have to teach them a, a different way. So you can't, you can't say I have God's life without being taught. You can't say maybe you just decide to go on a ten day fasting and prayer, and then some all of a sudden you just broke into a vision. God appeared to you and just say, "Take my life." You will come out of that vision. You the same life you had before is what you stand beside us. So. Why? But the encounter can give an impression upon the soul for what the soul will begin to look for and seek for. Now, this and this and here is what every believer should take note. When you are doing things outside the unction, be careful. I say be careful because the thing is we can live outside God. How we ought to live must be inwardly. When you begin to live outside the unction, you will realize that you can live in the, the way the world lives. Even though if you like being in church or everywhere, be inside church or even be on the altar and be in your ministry, you would what? You would you would live out sin peacefully. Not with we not with fight peacefully. Why? Because the unction, right? The only unction from within is a safety, is a measure to begin to bring God's life for the purpose of teaching. So they can teach us a different way of living. Without being taught, it is impossible to inherit God. That is why we should give heed to hearing. Mm-hmm. We should give heed to learning. And that's why we should give heed to the only unction from within. To, we should be awakened to the unction's teaching. After maybe you know, you've heard the message and you go, the unction should awaken within and continue teaching you begin to teach you things concerning scripture. Not that you know, maybe you hear a message or maybe <coughs> you finish learning something uh, maybe in school and then nothing is. I'm not even talking about school. Let me, let's talk about scripture. That's what's important. Later we can talk about school. Why? The scripture here tells us that with the, say the, I say ye know all things. The unction can teach about many things. It can teach about your school. It can teach you about your job. The, the unction is not limited to anything in knowledge. That's the thing. It can teach you about your job, how to do it better. It can teach you about Things you want to do, you'll be, you'll be shocked. You know, most of the time, we say you don't be over spiritual, and there's the world, and then well, it's people that are not spiritual actually think that way. Being spiritual means living God's life wherever you are, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there's a way Holy Ghost can make you. 
And that is why we should be awake to the ministry of the of the of the spirit, right? Awake to the holy unction from within. Live from the inside. <coughs> Excuse me. When you begin to live from the inside by the unction, you can begin to connect God's thought, or you can begin to live more. You know, you are not supposed to be living with your head uh, alone, right? You know, we can be living from our head. You know, there's a way. What I mean by that is when we are going out. We're the one that will think about what we we'll do by ourselves. We're the one that will plan out everything. Okay, I'm going to do this, 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 and that. As you are planning your day, you've planned everything. And when you're not checking that planning, you realize that there's nothing and there's no room for the unction, for the anointing, for the Holy Ghost. We're also supposed to be living our, our, our life outside the Holy, Holy Ghost, outside the unction. When I say the Holy Ghost, you have to, and this, I'm, I'm talking more about the unction. Why? Think using the unction. Now, one of the things that the anointing will begin to do is it begin to make you see blind spots. You know, when you're about to do something, most of the time, maybe you, you don't consult the, if you don't consult the spirit, you, sometimes you might struggle, 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 struggle before things now set. But when you begin to live more remotely, the anointing can give you direct, specific instruction directly. You know what? You can just talk to this person. You know, everybody that does that. You think maybe you could say it will come upon you, and when you want to teach it, you just laugh and say, There's the information. Um, go to Todd Street, uh, put um, um, biscuits inside uh, cheese, then you have a product, go and sell it. No, it's not like that. <laughs> Holy Ghost can give things, but it can lead you. It can also tell you, Talk to this person, talk to that person. Now, those, those people may have expert, expertise. In those, okay, okay, and then they might give you an insight into things, mm-hmm. right? It's still the anointing that teach you. But if you want to go and plan, plan, plan by yourself, okay, I'll do this, do this, do this, with that stress and tired. But more importantly, what I'm saying is live more inwardly. The Holy Ghost has wisdom for living more than anything else. The unction has wisdom for living. Our the way we see the world and interact with the world shouldn't be with our senses. It should be with the unction. When you're thinking about doing anything, live with the unction. And I don't know why I'm emphasizing this again. Um, but God is helping us. Amen. Amen. Now, how and what will make a believer live by the unction more is when you are fellowship. Mm-hmm. If you are if you are in fellowship, you living by the unction will not be difficult. Why? Because by fellowship, the unction awakens. When you can't, you can't live inwardly, and the you would have fellowship with the Spirit of God. Now, see that fellowship of reading your Bible, praying every day, and maybe you are reading your Bible and it just explains things to you. The Holy Spirit can increase in that, whereby it will begin to lift Scripture to you and begin to talk to you. Concerning scripture, I begin to explain scripture to you more than just you know the normal. We just read. Oh, okay. See, let me let me let me put it this way. The way we understand scripture, right, is really sometimes by our assumption mm. and thoughts that we okay we feel okay, this is, this is what God was thinking when He wrote this scripture. Therefore, let's interpret it. But it's really, really not like that. See, see scripture. 
is actually a passage into the word of God. There are many things Jesus wants to say to you and me. Or you don't think Jesus can talk to you about your life? Or, or talk to you? you? Have you ever thought that Jesus can teach you about how he created the heavens and the earth? That is not written in the scripture. But use this scripture to explain it to you. How many of us like that kind of gist? You know, most of us, the, the kind of gist we like is the gist that will bring money. Mm-hmm. Yeah? We like those kind of gist. Or gist that will give us name. No, things that have to do with ourselves, we like those kind of gist. Right? If you want to deal with the Holy Spirit, is Lord, Holy Spirit, protect me as I mm-hmm. go out today. It's always about us, not about Him. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about the heavens? The way God arranged them? Have you ever, has the Holy Ghost opened scripture to just explain the arrangement to you? Has the Holy Spirit opened scripture to explain the angels that God put in each of those heavens? You know, it's inside scripture. It's all there. Are those things the things that fascinate, fascinate you? But all those things can begin to happen within. It's true fellowship. Amen. Now, what fellowship does is it makes you partake. Of the Lord, He can begin to share His secret with you. He can begin to share His knowledge with you. He can begin to share His life. The purpose of sharing His knowledge is really to give you His life. Now realize that there is the all I put this with this vehicle of life is fellowship. Whatever fellowship is absent, life will be absent. Why? Because no, you don't just accidentally jump life to get the life of God. Is act of abundance of, of, of conversation. Then God begins to, to explain things to you, begin to bring things to you. Now, let me just quickly talk about First John um, chapter 1 and then I'll end. Uh, the reason why I was uh, explaining all this. Amen. So, let me read from verse 1. It says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard. Now, that which we have heard, meaning that something was spoken to them that they heard. Now, that which was spoken to them is by who? Is by he who is from the beginning. He said, that which we have heard from, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled. See this thing that he's saying here, when you read it, that's one, one thing about John. John is a mystery. When he's writing, it takes, it actually, here's the sincere truth, without the unction, you can't understand John. That's it. John is a John wrote things by unction. In short, he's the one that you know, when he started writing, he was the one that talked about the unction. And when you read his letters, you realize that most of it can seem juxtaposed or convoluted. But it's not. That's the funny thing. It's a wisdom of the spirit. If which by if you begin to engage the anointing, you can begin to explain them. Now, I'll see it here. So that which was from the beginning, which we have heard. Now, he's talking about hearing the word. Here. This verse 1 really is, is almost like a template of fellowship. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard. It means that they are hearing the word. Because later he said that it is the word of life. So that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, it is the word. There's a, there's a season in fellowship where you begin where the word begin to come to you. Now, see that aspect of the word coming to you 
is actually when you're actually beginning to see the word. But you have to hear the word first. So, for example, things like this where you know, preaching will take place and then you just hear. Or maybe you go to church and then they preach and then you know, they, they, they preach concerning the word. You have heard it. The word that you hear is inside you. But you need to fetch it. How? You need to begin to look upon the word. So when you read your Bible, because eh? that's also part of it, when you begin to read scripture, it's part of you hearing the word. Mm-hmm. It's part of fellowship. It's the beginning of fellowship. Why? Because what the Holy Spirit will use to fellowship with you is his word. Mm-hmm. The Holy Ghost won't go outside his word to fellowship with a believer. Holy Spirit can't just come and start telling you or using the book of Buddha. Or start using the book of uh, what else? Mm-hmm. He has a guide. Guide. It is around scriptures. You need to begin to read it and be like Ah! Is it, I believe in Proverbs 4. Is it Proverbs 4? Which says, My son, give attention to my word. And I said, Incline your ears to my saying. Do not let them depart from your heart. For they are life to those who find them. See that scripture is giving us insight into the attitude around the world. It means that you can't find life. You know the purpose of fellowship is to give life. See? For the, the word is life to those that find them. It means that the word that you read needs finding. So when you are reading the word, it doesn't mean you found it. It needs finding. What does it mean to be found? It means that the unction need to reveal it to you. When you found something, it means you saw it, you see it. Let me put it that way. Oh, I found it. Yeah, it's revealed. It means that the unction need to bring the ministry of revelation to you. Amen. The ministry of revelation, living by revelation, should be a norm to you. Holy Ghost should be teaching you life, life matter, life things from scripture. Amen. So he said, my son, give attention to my word. It's part of hearing the word. Study, diligent. Right? Incline your ear to my saying. You are beginning to look upon the word. Right? Inclining is also meditating. So keep them in the midst of your heart. To keep it in the midst of your heart is really, really to begin to meditate upon the word. When you meditate upon the word, you know you begin to keep them. One thing you realize when you meditate a lot on the word is that the more you meditate, the more it is. If, if you read, you may read something right now. When you read it, you go away. Come back, let's say, the next two days. You can't remember that thing. But read it. Begin to look upon it and then begin to meditate. Meditate enough on the word. When you, after five weeks, Come back, you remember what you meditated on. In short, when you are not even thinking about it, maybe you are just sitting down, chilling, eating biscuit, and watching TV. The unction can begin to bring the word. The same word you meditated on, bring it back to you. When all those things are happening, is the ministry of the unction beginning. What they are trying to do is they are trying to awaken you in the word. The moment you are awake, they will move you into the word of God. Where will God will now begin to speak to you? Begin to teach you things. What what Holy Ghost does is he goes around scripture, right? Mm-hmm. To actually 
lift and begin to talk to you concerning things pertaining to your life and the life of God. But most importantly, really, it's really for the life of God. It can then maybe, of course, because it's fellowship, it's relationship. There's not something concerning your life. He can begin to talk to you about it. In short, that's why you should be living concerning your life. Whereby you live by revelation. It's by the review. If you are praying, you are, you are not going to do things by your own idea or by your own wisdom. You wait for the unction. Every, if, you are, if you are not yet living by the unction, you need to awaken that. How? By, you can just, you can pray for it. Lord, I want it. I just want to live by the anointing. Mm-hmm. Then begin to read your Bible. Begin to meditate on the word. Mm-hmm. Because if, without, the Holy Ghost can't talk to you about what you don't know. Mm-hmm. If God wants to tell, talk to you about First John 1, that which you have said, that which you have heard, that which you have looked upon, declare we unto. How will you do that when you have no idea that that even exists in the scripture? It means that the, the, the foundation or the base for fellowship is the word. Amen. It says, that which we have seen with our eyes, right? Which we have looked upon. And our hands have handled. Now, he's not talking about beginning to handle that which has been revealed to you. Amen. Mm-hmm. Because of time, I'm just going to move forward, forward quickly. Now, I said, for the life was manifested, meaning the life was revealed, and we have seen it. And bear witness and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested unto us, that which we have seen and heard the word, declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. Now, what I want to bring out of here is what John says. What we have we have heard is what we declare. It means it is the word, right? That we declare unto you that you may have fellowship with us. And that's just still just explaining the base of fellowship, means which is the word. Without the word, the Holy Ghost can bring you in into the fellowship of the Father and of the Son. So it's because later now said in verse, uh, so let me continue for it. says, We declare we unto that ye may so that ye also may have fellowship with us. And that says, And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. And here, I'm just going to quickly say, what is the difference between fellowshipping with the Spirit and fellowshipping with the Father and fellowshipping with the Son? They are all in different levels. That's what I was mentioning earlier at the beginning. Fellowship is in levels. Fellowship grows. Fellowship increases. Fellowship grows from just reading your Bible every day to the Word itself beginning to speak to you. And then you begin to move into a different world. Right, which is the world where God dwells, into the world where God resides, and they need to take you there and they need to bring the reality of that word to you. You need to understand that world where God is. You know, the word of angel is for you to understand. I don't think so, it's for you to understand. The world of God is the heavens is for you to understand, the earth is for you to understand. God set all that in place. You'll be wondering. How do I need to understand it? Because God can teach you himself through all these things. God can show you his life through the life that is stalled in all these places. Amen. So I'm going to read further. So that you also may have fellowship with us and truly have fellowship with the Father and with the Son. I'm not, I know I'm not centered too much on that aspect of the different levels of fellowship, but one thing, I, one thing I just want to bring out here is that fellowship grows. It increases. Amen. It says... 
And these things right we unto that your joy may be full. Don't forget that earlier we just read that, or we, we just, uh, I just mentioned that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. If it says your joy may be full, he's still talking about a fullness of life. Mm-hmm. So that your joy may be full. Mm-hmm. And really, when you begin to fellowship, one of the things you begin to enjoy is joy. Because fellowship has the, has the honey of God. When you begin to fellowship and heaven begins to reveal things to you by revelation, you begin to live by revelation. Revelation is sweet. Revelation is like honey in the mouth. Amen. Because the, when you begin to live by revelation, it will begin to make your heart glad. Begin to make you joyful. Because knowledge makes glad. Amen. Amen. And that says, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declared unto you that God is light and him and in him is no darkness at all. So if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And what the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Amen. I'm going to put it down here. Because later it says, if we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, it's faithful and just to forgive our sins. Amen. Now, um, I'm just going to center on that verse 8, uh, verse 7, actually. See, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Um, being cleansed from all sin talks about the removal of sin, right? And like I mentioned earlier, to deal with sin, you need life, right? To deal with sin, you need righteousness. Why? Because righteousness is the answer to sin. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. So fellowship also is a mechanism that God has set in place to deal with the issue of sin. Why? Because when you're in fellowship, God can deal with our sin. How can He deal with it? It can be. It will bring light, or it will bring revelation. Or it will, be, it will reveal righteousness, which we can use as an answer to sin. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens in fellowship really is that in fellowship, there is abundance of revelation. When you, have, when you, when you, when you enjoy fellowship, truly, the, what you use for fellowship really is revelation. That's just, that, that's, the, that's, the, that's, what, that's what that's what I'm trying to say. What comes out of fellowship is revelation. When you begin to fellowship with the Spirit, you don't realize that the Spirit will begin to talk to you about Himself, about His life. He can begin to reveal things to you, reveal things to you about Himself, reveal things to you concerning the life of God, how God set His life to be. That's what it means for the blood of Jesus to cleanse us from all sin. Why? Because it, there is there is something inside the blood of Jesus, which is a provision for the cleansing of sin. Mm-hmm. And what is inside the blood of Jesus is DNA of his life, right? right? And the scripture tells us that the life of an animal is in his blood. Meaning the life of God is in his blood. Right. So when they're talking about the blood of Jesus, they're talking about the life of Jesus, which cleanses us from all sin. Amen. Mm-hmm. And I pray that God will continue to cleanse us from all sin. Amen. If we are going to flourish in fellowship, one of the things that is clear 
is that we need to increase in spirit. We need to live more by the unction. When we live by the unction, we can what? We can flourish in fellowship. We can grow in fellowship. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, so I just want us to just trust God. I think I'll just stop here tonight because uh, of time. Uh, can we just begin to thank God and begin to appreciate Him for His mercy and kindness tonight for, for helping us to just go through the the word again around thing concerning his fellowship. Um, as such, Father, Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you tonight. Thank you for your mercy and your kindness. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Can we just begin to pray for help to, to, be, to, to live more inwardly by the unction, to be, to be intentional about living by the unction, that we will be filled more with the Spirit of God, that we would, we would set our life just for the Spirit, just to live by the Spirit, that we would live more by the Spirit, in the name of Jesus, Sapariata Vandanosha, Eprazete Vedeshite Kariata, Zete Kenemata Bariva Zete Banimata, Emprozata Vasite Matakata, Eprazete Vedemoshita Bariata Gazende, Zeta Vadimoshita Kariata Bazete Varimoshita, Eprazete Zete Kenemoshita Bariata, Eprazete Vedemoshita, Eprazete Vedemoshita Kariata, Eprazete Zatakata Bashita Badamata. Oh, Father, help us. We may not know even what, what that may look like now, but can we just, just, just that desire to live more by the Spirit, to live inwardly by the Spirit. Can we begin to pray for help? That the devil will help us to grow more in fellowship, to begin to be intentional about our fellowship life. That the devil will help us to grow in fellowship, that we will receive unction, oh, to live and grow in fellowship, to grow in fellowship. We want to go to fellowship with the Spirit, we want to grow in fellowship. Fellowship. Because we, when we fellowship, we partake of the Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your mercy and your kindness. We thank you for, for helping us to, to, to just go in your word tonight. We say, be there exalted, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, Lord, we are praying tonight, Lord, concerning your life concerning your table which you have prepared for us even to feast with us to eat but that we know that your your table spells fellowship we ask father that you will set your table before each and everyone that is under the sound of my voice tonight in the mighty name of jesus when your table is set fellowship is set we ask father that you will set a table before each and every one of us that our cup may run over in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray that you will set your table of, of, of feast, of food, of fat things, well on the least, well refined, upon 
each and every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask for the grace to answer the call to come to your table. That every voice, that everyone that is hearing your voice tonight, Lord, would answer the call to your table in the mighty name of Jesus. That no hindrance will stop our heart from moving to your table, even to partake of you, to feast and fellowship with you, to enjoy fellowship in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayer. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth.